This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Proud to say its sugar is made in America. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Hannah Pagel. A farmer cooperative leader is calling on the Senate to take action on the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Chuck Connor is the president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Connor says despite it being a midterm election year, Congress should still look at getting something passed because of the new situation with the war in Ukraine. There is truly a food crisis on this planet, and for the first time really in maybe two, perhaps three generations, we've got Americans actually questioning whether or not, you know, our own food supply here in America is going to be adequate and, you know, to, to supply our needs. And that's a game changer for us. Connor says action on the Farm Workforce Modernization Act will help the challenges facing U.S. and global food supplies. When we're talking about solutions, which again are being rolled out every day, potential solutions, the one solution that we know will work in this is an increase in labor supply in agriculture today so that we can get these crops harvested, get these livestock tended to in an orderly and efficient way, and that's going to increase our food supply, and that's exactly what the market needs to see today. However, Allison Crittenden with the American Farm Bureau Federation says her organization does not support this bill because of the requirements farm employers are faced with regarding the adverse effect wage rate. One of those big things is the methodology for the adverse effect wage rate. That's the wage rate that if you're a farmer and you're hiring H-2A workers, you have to pay it. Probably a factor contributing to some of this inflation, too, are our increasing labor expenses. Um, you know, when you look at how much the AWER has grown over the last five years, it's grown 20%. Um, and at the same time, actually our cash receipts for fruits and vegetables are down somewhere between 16 to 19% over that same five-year span. So that's one of the big issues that we hope to address in the Senate in an ag labor reform package. You can hear more on this and conversations about climate and inflation in this week's Newsmaker Show on agripulse.com. A new USDA trade undersecretary has been tapped. AgriPulse's Spencer Chase has the latest. The Department of Agriculture has a new top trade official on the way. Sources tell AgriPulse Alexis Taylor is President Joe Biden's pick as the next undersecretary for trade and foreign agricultural affairs. The Iowa native spent time at USDA during the Obama administration and is currently serving as the ag director for the state of Oregon. If confirmed, Taylor would fill a spot that has been vacant for the entirety of the Biden administration. Ag groups and many voices on Capitol Hill have been calling for the position to be filled and for a higher priority on ag trade from the Biden administration. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack recently called attention to the efforts of the existing staff while the search for an undersecretary was underway. I think we do a bit of a disservice to the people that do work at the Foreign Ag Service when we suggest that, my gosh, you know, you don't have an undersecretary, so what does it mean that work's not getting done? No, that work is getting done. It is getting done. That's why we have a record level of exports. That work is getting done. That's why we've got five trade missions. Taylor's career also includes time on Capitol Hill, where she worked in the House and Senate on two farm bills. Bill Thompson has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase. 
Finally today, a new congressional report shows meatpacking companies coordinated extensively with USDA officials and others in the Trump administration to keep their plants running in 2020, despite the growing risk of coronavirus to their workers. The report, which was released yesterday, found meatpacking companies worked with the administration to insulate themselves from coronavirus-related oversight and shield themselves from legal liability for any resulting worker illness or death. The North American Meat Institute and the National Chicken Council defended the industry, stating the report failed to shine light on the efforts between industry, government and state and local health officials to keep employees safe and to keep Americans fed during one of the most challenging and uncertain times in the nation's history. Steve Davies has more details in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar farmers and workers are proud to say that our sugar is made in America. A strong U.S. sugar policy supports a sustainable, efficient, and resilient supply chain for this essential ingredient. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peigel.